0: La what an honor to stand in front of you after that majestic moment and be together with all of you. I feel the warmth and it's a beautiful moment for me. I want to tell you a story about an important moment in our history. Most of you probably remember this story. The former slaves are standing at the base of Mount Sinai complaining about waiting so long for Moses to return. Instead of persevering in their faith, they take action to build a golden calf. Worshiping an idol? Oy! (laughs) Moses and God are irate. God, who can do anything God wants, says to Moses, "'Don't try to stop me from destroying this people who have gone astray.'" Moses pleads with God, calm down and give them another chance, reminding God that these are the people that God brought out of Egypt. God finally agrees, but says, if I am going to give them another chance, let them build something together. God gives Moses detailed instructions on how to build the tabernacle, God's portable house. And suddenly, with great enthusiasm, the people contribute all they can, each in their own way. It got to the point where so much was contributed that they had to be asked to stop. This moment represented a major turning point in our history. Instead of expecting God to perform miracles and do everything for us, we participated and became God's partners. Fast forward over 3,000 years to all of us sitting here today. Like in Times Square, watching the proverbial apple fall into the honey for the year 5778. (laughs) With notable exceptions, we are more free to be Jews than ever before in our history. We find ourselves in leadership roles in almost all areas of our secular world, and everybody loves us. Well, as we've seen more and more lately, maybe not everybody, but we are achieving great acclaim and success far beyond our numbers. Are we still God's partners? We definitely are still the recipients of the miracles. We have freedom, we are accepted, we can be Jews any way we want. But this isn't something to take for granted. We need to make our own contributions to ensure that future generations will choose to keep their connection with us and with those who came before us. How can we keep our Judaism relevant? We can all do Jewish, doing mitzvot, caring for the homeless and hungry, taking action to stand up for the less fortunate. Doing Jewish can mean adding one Jewish ritual to your week. How about visiting or delivering a meal to someone who is sick or in mourning? How about saying a prayer before a meal or at the sight of a beautiful sunrise or sunset or apologizing to someone that you've been afraid to approach because it feels awkward? That's doing Jewish. Yet the miracle of Judaism's great meaning didn't resonate for me until the shofar blast of my grandfather's death. Until then, I'd been one of the the recipients who really didn't care that much. When I was ready to listen, Shema Yisrael, I discovered that Judaism had profound meaning and that learning and practicing rituals could be incredibly fulfilling and fun. As I began to observe Shabbat, great melodies captured my emotion. Shalom Aleichem, Malahe <laughs> suddenly my grandfather was back at my side that was my pivotal moment I could embrace the power of praying by singing participation became more approachable and the prayers began to speak to me my kids liked the music and we had great fun acting out the festival stories and baking challah. I feel so fortunate because I found Judaism accessible and relevant. We have a plethora of opportunities to be Jewish that are profound and waiting to be discovered. Temple Emmanuel is where we can discover and nurture these connections. The robust attendance today and at our One Shabbat services is a testament to our clergy and congregations openness to helping us make Judaism our own. But we can't just stand still and expect our tradition to take care of itself. We need to continue to create programs, classes, and services that will speak to us and make us want to participate more. It's a pretty tough job in today's world with all of its distractions. I hope that we can put down our phones and create more opportunities to share our concerns with each other, to interact punem a face-to-face, so we can learn, pray, and meditate together. As you know, it's a challenging world out there. We need a place to take sanctuary, like this sanctuary. When we, fear, when we feel fear and hopelessness, we need somewhere to go and seek comfort, and to seek the wisdom of our tradition. At our Shabbat services on August 25th, over a thousand representatives and members of the full spectrum of San Francisco faith groups came together to send a unified message that hate and discrimination will not be tolerated. I'm so proud that we were able to facilitate this important moment. We were able to assemble this great group of fellow San Franciscans Because in 1925, the 300 families who conceived of this building, they thought big. They didn't just want to accommodate themselves. They made this sanctuary able to hold 1,700 people. That was forward thinking. In their time, they partnered with God. So in the same way that our ancestors planned for future generations it's now incumbent upon us to think the same way. We know that we want to have a building which is welcoming and secure, and which will include space for us to stick around and hang out. When we come out of services, we spill out into the courtyard, but are often, most often brief in our conversations because of our battle with the weather. We drop our kids off at Sunday school and our parents are squeezed out the back entry as there is no place for them to visit. We want to create more intimate spaces in which to be together. We want to create an exciting space that will make Temple Emanuel the place you will want to hold your joyous celebrations and simcas and not have to work on coordinating hotels and transportation. Maybe most importantly, we want to create classroom and learning spaces that will be state-of-the-art, and attract our children to learn and play here, and go off to college armed with the knowledge that will give them confidence to address the many challenges that await them. While we do this, we want to make sure we create the financial stability that will keep us operating. We have made much progress since my remarks this time last year, and with the help of competent advisors are diligently pursuing the best solution. The possibilities for what this space can be are incredible. We're getting closer. Your board leadership have all personally made substantial financial commitments to make sure that our project will move forward. It is our role and responsibility to build upon our tradition so that those who sit in this sanctuary 100 years from now will look back at us and say that their ancestors That's right. You and I are ancestors. Our ancestors, this is for us, and because of what they did, we have been able to hold on to that thread of purposeful and meaningful life existence. This is our moment. Last year I told you that when I wrap to fillin, I look at our majestic dome and take you with me as I connect with the Holy of Holies in Jerusalem. I recite the tefillah reminding myself of our sacred connection to our past and our responsibility to do our part to keep that precious heritage strong. When I look at your faces, I am thankful and uplifted. We have created a community of love that permeates well beyond our walls here. May this new year be one where our partnership with the holy and with each other results in a world that is improved because of our determination to facilitate the creative integration of our sacred tradition. Amen.